1: Here we are. I mean, no fancy intro yet, but I'm working on something. We're doing something special for you guys. We're bringing you new noise a little more often than you're used to because everybody says they want more content. Well, now you're going to get it. We've got Chris Sinzak with us. He's going to bring the news. We're going to all react to it and everything. But first, I guess we're going to get right into it. Let's talk about Robegate.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> You, you want to rock and robe all night?
1: <laughs> rock and robe all night and party? No,
0: never. Oh, boy, did I uh, ruffle some feathers this week with this story. Um,
1: okay, well, let, let me bring it up yeah. because you sent this to me, and I was like, I had no idea what was going on. And then you, said, uh, you sent me the link, and I went and took a look, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so... Chris has got a post up on his Facebook, came out on May 16th at about 7 o'clock in the evening, central time. He was fuming when he saw a picture of Gene Simmons up on stage for the KISS, I guess, sound check before the show. Where were they at? Uh,
0: I was in Hartford, Connecticut.
1: In Hartford, okay. So what KISS will do is they offer the VIP experience. It's usually quite pricey and you know people they pay it because it's the end of the road you may not have these opportunities too much longer totally cool so they come out to do their sound check which is part of what you pay extra for to be able to sit in the crowd and see this Mm. and gene simmons is out there wearing his official gene simmons kiss robe yeah while he does the sound check and so chris posted (laughs) If fuck it, we've got your money was a photo.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I posted a picture of Gene in the robe.
1: Gene in the robe, and sadly, someone will label me a hater and defend this.
0: Yeah, because I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> uh, and then the comments came. Yeah, there's like over a hundred comments now. A bunch of
0: them, oh. yeah. um, and well,
1: You to- really pissed people off, man.
0: I guess so. Well, to, but to correct you a little bit, I wasn't fuming about it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs>
1: No, it's more fun to imagine you like that son of a bitch, how dare he? I've got to get online and post about this. It's more the, fun to imagine it that way.
0: Well yeah, and I and of course people take it that way because I posted that. But like this is I got I'm gonna rant a little bit here, but um I posted it mostly just for yucks and to give people a laugh, but I don't agree with I thought it was I thought it was in poor taste. You know, these people are paying all this money to come see you do this pre-show sound check thing and and i get sound checks supposed to be dressed down but come on wearing (laughs) nothing and a robe dress way down yeah um but yeah, I I just thought it was in poor taste, you know, and and like you know, then then of course people come into the comments with all the excuses in the world about well, it. Well, let's let's go
1: through some of these comments because they're all over the place. So the very first one, Gregory Mews, longtime friend of the show, he says, "Grandpa got lost on his way from the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, there was some there was some good jokes. There were some
1: funny ones. I think people really kind of got it. Some of them, Mike Williams, we know Mike Woods, he, he, he's Rock of Ages, right?
0: No, he uh, he did classic rock drops and uh kiss talk podcast, okay. but he's a giant kiss fan. Yeah. And, uh, I was thinking he would be upset with me about it, but he, he had a good joke about it too.
1: He says, you suck. Gene <laughs> <laughs> deserves the right to relax before a show and you don't have any rights at all. What's your problem? If you don't like, why would you go to the effort to promote it on your own page? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny.
0: Yeah, and he put a winky yeah, thing. So yeah, he was yeah. just, he, just he was just going ahead and voicing the, the ones that were coming after yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's uh, I thought it was a Paul Stanley reply at first there when I read it, but then I looked and saw it was Mike. Too <laughs> right. funny. Chuck Noseworthy, listen, when you reach that age, you get cold easier and the stadium is a drafty place. <laughs> Luke Easter oh, says, Hater, I'm defending this. Mm-hmm. Ethan Lowe says, "Thank God the nut, uh, the uh, the knot held."
0: Yeah, thank God for Ed that. Ed Kite
1: said, "It's not a it's not a belt; it's his tongue."
0: Yeah, it's a tongue that is long.
1: You get the big roly eyes from Craig Smith.
0: Yeah, he was. He agreed with
1: me. Eric Hernandez says, "There's no defending kiss anymore. The band I loved has been long gone." I think a lot of us attest to that. You know.
0: Yeah, there's a. There's a ton of comments. Old timers,
1: <laughs> you know, it's just not good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's easier to go to the toilet and take a shit at his age, just saying. Mm-hmm. They sold kiss robes before around the reunion tour, so this could easily lead to a new merchandise item that fans would purchase. This Jim Arrington, he knows his Gene Simmons.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him.
1: Christopher Williams is on here. He says, looks pretty plush. I have one of those older robes. Quite comfy, actually.
0: Yeah, but you don't wear it on stage, Fred. (laughs) I've seen seen you with accept. You don't wear a robe on stage. He wears
1: an accept robe. Yeah,
0: an acceptable robe. And this was not acceptable. (laughs)
1: Let's see what else we got in here. Not going to lie, your post is 100. But to be fair, not inaccurate either. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's my favorite one so far. Belinda Glass Hinton. Pretty funny. Oh, and then he showed his ass. Here's a picture a little further down. Donnie Allen, get out the eye bleach. Gene Simmons lifts the robe and shows his cheeks. (sighs)
0: Because that's what we need to see.
1: I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's – it doesn't seem – I mean, it's a joke, but I do get it, you know, why some people would be upset because you pay that kind of money, you know, to get something extra, to get something special. And then he comes out in a robe and you think, What the hell? But it is pretty funny.
0: Uh, you know, and I, I hear from people in the comments on here that were actually there. And they're like, we had a great time. We thought it was fun and, and unique and blah, blah, blah. And and look, and I, I make it clear all through the comments section, if, if you had fun, that's all that matters. And, you know, our friend Ralph Vieira, he made a post the other day on Facebook that kind of echoes the way I feel about this. It's like, you know, and like he said, if you think black sabbath absolutely sucks you can say so sure i don't have to i don't have to agree with it and i can also say something you like sucks and you don't have to agree with it but don't get all butthurt over it Uh, we're all
1: entitled to an opinion i don't trust anybody that thinks black sabbath sucks
0: well that's a whole different argument (laughs) i mean i agree with you
1: that's nobody i'm letting watch my wallet
0: yeah, but like I just, you know, it I there's a lot of things Kiss does that I don't agree with. Does that make me not a Kiss fan anymore? It's just like there's this faction of people that think you have to bow down and kiss the ring and agree with every single thing they do to be a real fan. And it's like I'm sorry, I've never been that way. I mean, I you're entitled. It's just like rooting for a sports team. When you have a quarterback that sucks, you say, "Hey, that quarterback sucks." Doesn't mean you're not going to be a fan of the team anymore.
1: That's true. I you know? can dig that, you know, because being the Ace Fraley fan that I am, you know, I can't truly. I mean, I don't know. Kiss is in shambles right now, kind of. They're
0: making shit tons of money while doing it, though.
1: But they're making shit tons <laughs> of money, and a lot of people are going out and seeing them, and a lot of people are having a great time. So are they in shambles? Sure. Not really, you know, so.
0: Not, yeah, not to the people that go. They love them, and that's fine. Just not for me.
1: But it is kind of a bummer when you're an old school Kiss fan and you see these guys kind of being hypocritical about a lot of the stuff they used to say about other bands. You know, like a lot of the shit oh, they sure. say about other bands are exactly what Kiss has become now.
0: Yeah, and then I and there's a whole faction of people that are and the, you know the, and if they're enjoying it, great. But they're they're saying, well, you know, at least they're still out there doing it and blah blah blah. And to me, I'm like, not really for me. I mean, I, you know, I'll always have the records, videos, and stuff, and magazines, and books, and all that, and I can enjoy that, but as far as just being happy that they're going out there, going through the motions, Paul can't sing, and is miming, and the band looks, you know, I mean, they're old. They look lethargic out there, they, and, but not so much that is they don't look like they give a damn much anymore. You know, um, To me, that's not worth me paying for a ticket anymore. And if you want to pay, pay for a ticket, go for it. Just not for me.
1: Yeah, I can dig that.
0: So do we want to get into the whole <laughs> back and forth I had with a past guest on, on these comments? Well, I was
1: going to say, yeah, because Video Bob, who was a guest of ours on Friday Night Live not too long ago when we were talking about his acquisition of the Porsche that was gifted to Eric Carr by the members right. of KISS when Eric Carr first joined the band, it was sitting in a... Uh, in like a Kiss, uh, was it Mini Golf?
0: The mi- yeah, the Mini Golf. Yeah, it was
1: in the Kiss Mini Golf, and they had no use for it anymore, so Video Bob picked it up, and he kind of, I think he got the most upset.
0: Yeah, he got really upset. think like some
1: people took it kind of for the joke it was, and, you know, some people agree with it, which, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a funny thing how, how Kiss fans get divided, but Video Bob's got a real unique angle to it all. And he says, I have unfriended basically every kiss hater I know, simply because I actually know these people and those that work for them. So if I had another friend or someone I knew was talking shit about one of my other friends, talking shit about one of my other friends, I suppose I would have to either say something or mind my own business or simply disassociate myself with them because I don't want it on my timeline and to be seen by others. If I was trying to do a radio show and I was trying to get guests on, maybe directly or indirectly by working my way up the ranks, I wouldn't be shitting on the artists. So directly, Eric is one of my close friends, as are the people who work for Gene. No way will I ask any of them to be a part of anything you do when this is going on. Just a tip. If you want to fail before you start, shit on people. Yeah. Video Bob Good friends with Eric Singer, Mm -hmm. as you know, because he told us like a hundred times that day.
0: Yeah, he made it very clear.
1: Like, at first we were a little nervous, like, is this going to go good?
0: (laughs) Well, it didn't help that Sinkin' Stanley was in the comments. (laughs) Um,
1: But I get it, you know, and Video Bob has got to be a pretty cool guy because he was fun with us on the show. We enjoyed having him on. We enjoyed the conversation. He's clearly a Kiss fan, you know. Sure, If he's hanging out with Eric Singer, he must be an all right guy because otherwise, you know, nobody would hang out with him. So I get his point, too, where like, but that's separate. You know, you got to say, hey, look, I'm totally biased because I'm friends with Eric Singer. You know, so therefore, you know, I can't I can't accept what you say for that reason.
0: That's not the issue I had. And I get that if he doesn't want to be Facebook friends anymore because I made a joke about Gene, that's his business. I can't, I don't, you know, it's not my job to change his mind. And some people roll with the jokes and some people don't. And that's fine. It's fine either way. But my issue was, I'll just read my comment. I said, it's simply a matter of opinion. I can't get behind this as it is. I'll always be a Kiss fan, but I find this disrespectful to people spending tons of money on seeing them. If they have fun and enjoy and enjoy this good for them, but I'm not going to change my personal thoughts on it in the hopes of getting an interview. If stating my honest opinion comes as a sacrifice to getting guests, I'm okay with that. I understand you're friends with them and respect your position as well. So like, I don't I don't have a problem with him being friends and finding what I posted distasteful, but I don't appreciate him acting like he's the Kiss World gatekeeper and that he's going to like purposely sabotage any attempts I make at right. getting an interview with Eric Singer or something. Um, if we were going to be that way, we wouldn't have started a podcast in the first true. place.
1: It's true. Because what fun would it be if we just kissed everybody's ass all the time?
0: Well, and there are shows that do that. I'm not going to name names, but there's shows that, that go that route. And that's fine if they want to do that. And, yeah, it will help your access to getting certain people. But to to us, we want to have fun doing this show. And part of having the fun of doing this show is it's similar to hanging out with your buddies, drinking some beers, and saying what you think about
1: things. Hey. I, I'm not really
0: gonna, but, uh... <laughs> Nice happy days reference. Uh, uh, nice, but but uh, but to us, I mean, I think I speak for you as well. It's it's like I, you know, if it if it comes at the cost of somebody saying, well, they said they made a joke about such and such, or they don't agree with so and so, then I'm not going to do their show. That's fine. Um, we don't do interviews every week anyway. So I mean, the interviews we get, we love, and I think everybody that's been on the show has had a good time. Well, except for one particular person, but uh, uh. I don't, I'm not going to do the show in hopes of kissing the ass and getting, getting an interview I want. Um, so yeah, I just, that was my only issue with what Bob said and I don't mind him unfriending me. He was awesome on the live stream. I love his collection. I love the car stuff he does. I wish Bob nothing but the best. If he's angry at me, I'm sorry to hear that. But you know, I, I posted, uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. song after that. I said, I gotta be me. Um, if that comes if I'd rather be hated for something I am than love for something I'm not. So I'm just gonna be honest.
1: Yeah. And I think everybody just needs to take it easy and calm down a little bit. It's the end of the well, robe. Yeah. It's the end of kiss. <laughs> He's just wearing a robe up there. I'm surprised Paul didn't say, Gene, don't do it. You're gonna they're yeah. gonna rip you apart. You're gonna catch all kinds of No, no, it'll be funny, it'll be funny. Gene, I'm telling you, they're gonna tear you apart if you do that. No, no, it'll be funny okay, don't go on Facebook for the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, well, and also, you know, somebody, I don't think it was in the comments here, but somewhere I read that he had just gotten his hair colored, and that's what he said, and that's why he was wearing the robe. But and like, but I'm thinking, well, couldn't you have just colored your hair earlier so you could wear jeans and a T-shirt or something? I don't know. That's just, I mean, to me, I just, for people shelling out that kind of money, I don't know. I just think Kiss, for their diehard fans, has been kind of disrespectful over the last few years.
1: I don't know. It sounded like they played some pretty cool oh, they songs did. in that uh in the sound check yeah they
0: did they and they did plaster caster and gene sounds awesome on that's cool it. Um, that's
1: cool as hell so yeah i can accept the robe for that
0: okay but uh but my message to kiss fans is guys it's it's okay to disagree with some things it's you know it, it doesn't make me a hater because i'm calling them out on something i think is important it's basically a bad business decision so you know relax you know if you, we're going you, out of business here
1: pretty soon anyway well,
0: good for them <laughs> but it's like i totally did it to get laughs i wasn't trying to stir up such a shitstorm. you got storm. some like, laughs okay I, oh yeah most people got the joke but then there were several that came in trying to be like the white knight of gene simmons or something I'm like all right relax people hmm.
1: okay well there's that robe gate 2022 the full coverage right here on new noise the latest and greatest what's happening in the world of rock and roll well you're gonna find out from your boys right here at the decibel geek podcast my name is aaron camaro joined is the man who said we need to bring the people more content it's chris sinzak what's going on man you got the news
0: yeah i think that was a listener who said more content but we'll do it anyway
1: (laughs) he said you know that guy's right and i said i think so
0: yeah so we're gonna, you know, try to cover rock news each week as we go, and because um, we want to play more music on the show too, so this we kind of get the best best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, so th- this first story is total rumor mill stuff, but I figure we'll talk about it. The title is Motley Crue is holding secret rehearsals with Vince Neil with with Neil Jason Wharton. Now, who that is is it's got to be Vince Vin-
1: Neil's son, right? Brother, Vince Neil's
0: son. Okay. Yes. So it says. This is from The Metal Den, which I don't know how, you know, I don't know how credible The Metal Den is, okay. but it says, with speculation running rampant that troubled vocalist Vince Neil is on a downward spiral currently because of alcohol and food addiction. His problems are causing his health to decline so much that Nikki Sixx is purportedly forced to put a plan B into place by the cruise manager as a backup emergency route the legendary glam metal band can take if Neil is indeed not able to go out and perform at these high stakes concerts. Wow. And it says in a December 2019 interview with Extra Vince Neil stated about the facing an uphill battle for the stadium tour, there's a lot you have to sacrifice. There's a lot of sacrifice you have to do from running around clubs to running around theaters to running around arenas to running around stadiums. The whole, the whole big difference, you got to be ready for it. Fans will recall the shocking moments last year when Neil fell off the stage at one of the solo concerts. Yeah, I remember that after having to quit another concert mid-song, complaining that his voice is gone. And it says, Now Neil has canceled all of his solo concerts, including one that was booked during the crew's comeback tour schedule on July 16th. Neil has ditched rehab twice, opting opting instead to party and purchase a $10,000 bottle of booze. I don't know how how realistic this
1: is. (laughs) Um, This is like the, it comes from the Inquirer of Metal. Yeah,
0: that's what it sounds like. Believe it or not, the crew is now secretly rehearsing with Neil's replacement, and guess what? It's not John Karabi, and it's not Michael Starr. Are you ready for this? Neil's replacement is his own son, Neil Jason Wharton singer of crew cover band Rock and Roll Junkies.
1: Huh. I did not know that his kid was a singer in a crew tribute band.
0: Yeah, so his word from a source close to the band is that the new crew crew singer has been kicking so much ass at rehearsals the past week that Nikki Sixx has already offered him a spot in the crew as the fifth member. Wow! And they put a link to uh, him singing in the cover band he's in because originally Um,
1: when you're saying this i'm thinking you know this kid is working in it somewhere or something and Nikki six is like you gotta sing like your dad you gotta wear this wig you can even wear the old costume from shout at the devil you know you gotta do this we're gonna teach you how but doesn't sound like anybody would need to teach him how if that's what he's already doing
0: well i watched the clip and it's um He's not great. He's pretty off-key, but I guess that would be about the same as Vince Neil going on. That's right. He gets
2: it from his dad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this is bullshit. Um, I do know that the crew has been in town here at SIR rehearsing for the tour. Yeah. And I've heard nothing about Vince Neal not being there and his kids singing for him. So I I think you can chalk this up as bullshit, but I thought it was interesting to talk about.
1: You know what would be cool is if like this is really the big last Motley Crue hurrah, if Vince can't do them all, why not have John Karabi with you and come out and do a few songs, give him a break? Like that time we saw him live, his band did like a Zeppelin song, a long Zeppelin mm-hmm. song, to give vince neal a break during their set and that was a solo show bring bring karabi with just to do a few songs even if it's just to give vince neal a break and give the fans of that album a little something to enjoy too
0: well i mean we're the choir that you're preaching to i mean it most of you know us that are nerds about motley Crue. of course we'd love karabi but the mass public would be like who's this guy
1: yeah i guess so let's be
0: honest and most people, even if they heard Hooligans Holiday, they'd be like, I don't remember this song. Yeah, um, I guess you're right. You know, I'm just being honest. But I don't know. I just, Motley's going to go out. I mean, it sounds like I, I heard the tour wasn't going to happen, but it looks like it's definitely on. So um, they're going to go forward. I hope they make a lot of money. I won't be going, but uh, I hope they make a lot of money.
1: Again, does it come back to, well, Paul Stanley's doing it? He gets away with it. You know, and these other guys are doing it. They get away with it. We talked about that not too long ago, and somebody came back and said, hey, Actually, you guys said Joe Elliott in that conversation, and Joe Elliott's been sounding pretty good live, is what I've been told.
0: I heard that too. Now I, you know, and in fairness, I haven't seen Def Leppard since probably what 2005, maybe. Yeah. So he didn't sound great then, but I mean, maybe he's retrained his voice to to make it work. And uh, Def Leppard is going to come up a little later in the show. Um, That's going to be cause... pretty
1: tough to get out there, you know. And like Vince says, you know, when he's used to playing clubs where he's just kind of standing in one spot and he can take a break whenever he needs to, now he's had it on a big old stadium tour on a great big stage and people are going to expect him to be moving around. You know, we talked to Eric Dover about that when he was on the show recently about the difference between being in a small band and then going on tour with Slash's snake pit and playing giant stadiums and shit like that. And how different it is and how much more of a challenge that really truly is. And if Vince is still having the same challenges as that he was having a year or so ago, you know, running around on a giant stadium stage probably isn't going to be the best thing for him. Probably not. But I mean, I,
0: it's, I guess it's just, I don't know, Uh, you know, since the whole Bon Jovi thing and with what Kiss is doing, it's one of those things where the mass public doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So So when
1: Nikki Sixx is watching that video of John Bon Jovi, he can't sing the song, but the whole entire arena is singing it for him. He goes, well, I mean, if Kiss is doing it, if Bon Jovi's doing it, if all these other bands are doing it, we might as well do it too. This is our last run to make money off this name. You know, just go put it out there as best as you can.
0: I but mean that's I, do, not I don't I cool. don't I'm not going to pay top dollar to see these bands not perform at their their best. Um but you know plenty of people will. Yeah. So you know my seat's not going to go unsold. I'm sure it'll sell well. But uh yeah no I don't I, I don't think we're going to see Vince Neil's kid jumping on stage but uh, you know it's an interesting idea. You never
1: know. Hey if yeah. if it does happen remember it was Metal Din that broke the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Metal Din. <laughs> The ultimate in uh, metal credibility. We'll see. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of cheesy. Um, I will say on the on the Kiss front though, they are doing one cool thing. Did you see the uh, the cats that got unveiled on the the recent dates? No. Uh. Uh-uh. So and it, this ties into Rock and Pod a little bit because the the Rock Pod main logo that we use with the. It's like a head wearing headphones, but it's also a guitar going up through the head you know, and the lightning bolts. That was designed by a local designer here named Dean Tomasek. And Dean's also famous for doing, like, the I Believe in Nashville mural and lots of murals around town. Um, Dean actually built the, the – he rebuilt the cats. Like, they look like panthers, and they're sitting on stage with Kiss. Oh, wow. And they, so they actually have those on stage on these latest tour dates. Uh, they're brand new dean also did uh the, like alice cooper's recent tour he did like a castle thing you know that he walked up and down nice. and dean built that too so dean's done some cool stuff but like i was kind of cool knowing that you know the guy that designed the rock and pod logo is working with alice cooper and kiss yeah, I, I thought know. that was so cool when
1: people come up to me like oh man you did the alice cooper castle and you did the kiss panthers you'd be like yep and i also did rock and pod if you didn't know
0: and they're like yeah i didn't know <laughs> Um, I want to get a little serious for a minute cause these the next two stories kind of tie together that, uh, you know, you know, after the last couple of years that we've all been through with COVID and everything, I think it's kind of shined a spotlight on mental health and not just in the rock world, but you know, these stories are related to the rock world. So I want to bring them up. Um, I'm not, and I don't think you are. Or I'm not really a fan of the Black Dahlia Murder, the the metal band.
1: Yeah, I I don't know enough about them. I don't think to tell you if I would be a fan or not.
0: I don't. I've listened to some of their stuff. They're a little bit a little bit heavier than what I t- tend to go for. But um, their front man Trevor, and pardon me if I get this wrong, Sternad, I think is how you say his last name, died at 41 this past week, sure, and um, they made the announcement, and they linked at the bottom to the national suicide hotline. Oh, so I mean, kind of states that he, you know, I think he took himself out and, um, they, and, uh, I read some interviews with him from the past and, you know, he struggled with depression quite a bit. And then also, this is not rock related at all, but Naomi Judd from the Juds recently committed suicide oh, with a long history of depression. And then to tie that into the Metallica, um, James Heffield, I saw this on Blabbermouth today, James Heffield got emotional at a concert in Brazil, and he got on mic and said, I've got to tell you, I wasn't feeling very good before I came out here, I was feeling a bit insecure, like I'm an old guy, I can't play anymore, all this bullshit that I tell myself in my head, so I talked to these guys, talking about the band, and they helped me as simple as that, they gave me a hug and said, if you're struggling on stage, we've got your back, and I tell you, that means the world to me, and it's just one of those things where, like, no matter how much fame and fortune you have, um, depression doesn't give a fuck what your status is. And um, sorry to get serious here, but I, I struggle with this myself. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where I, I hope people are paying attention to those in their lives that are having a hard time and uh, checking on them. Because we've been through a lot the last couple of years, and I think that's had an effect on people. And just to see James Hetfield, he's playing in front of sixty thousand plus people, yeah. and he's having a hard time going on stage. And it's just one of those things where mental health—I uh, hope—becomes more of a focal point for people because this is sad.
1: Be like Metallica, you know. When you see somebody's having a rough time, have their back. You know, be there for them and help them out if you can, because you never know. You know, you can make a difference in somebody's life. Somebody be, can could be having a hell of a time in their own mind and you don't see it you don't know about it but just being kind to people you know being a friend and being somebody that's got somebody's back and help them out can change somebody's life could save somebody's life even
0: yeah for real and um but yeah just seeing these stories over the last week has kind of gotten to me but uh it's just yeah it's just sad I I you know if you know anybody in your life that you think's having a hard time checking on them just you know it, it means the world for people just to say hey are you okay
1: um so yeah, and don't be an asshole to people because you never know what somebody's going through
0: right yeah it, it, you know it should make everybody reassess you know do i want to go on the attack or do i need to be a little bit more empathetic about what they might be going through
1: definitely know? i recommend that just
0: just because somebody's famous doesn't mean they don't have feelings
1: true you know? that's very true or just because somebody's taking your order and it's taken too long and everything in between we're all yeah. humans we just got to take care of each other and be good to each other yeah. and then the world can be better all the way around and right. then rock and roll returns to its highest of heights because we were the ones that brought it back
0: as long as machine gun kelly gives it up so, so. I, don't if, I don't know if he struggles with depression but sorry um and then uh, another story, Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson said uh, he's got a solo album in the works, and it's sounding really interesting, and he's uh, getting to work on it. Uh, he's uh, been tracking stuff, and he's going to be doing a bunch of tracking in June, so there's a uh, Bruce Dickinson solo record on the way. always
1: makes me wonder like when a band like Iron Maiden comes out with an album, and then not too very long after that, one of the members is coming out with a solo album. You always got to kind of wonder, it's like, do these guys go... Hey, you got any songs for the New Maiden album? Bruce goes, Well, (laughs) not really. You know, I got these over here, but these are for me. You know, I'm going to keep these for myself. Maybe you could have this one, but these ones are mine, you know? So does that hurt the Maiden album if Bruce is holding on to stuff for his own solo album he knows is coming out right after the New Maiden?
0: I wonder how often that's happened with. with Probably lots of times. Probably a lot. I know Ace, well, I mean, to take it back to Kiss, I know Ace didn't contribute a lot to uh, Rock and Roll Over and had hol- held on to a lot of his tracks for his solo record. Because the solo albums were, they were already in motion well before people thought they were.
1: It was part of the contract. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, but no, I,
0: I'd be interested to hear it. I mean, I'm... I like a lot of Bruce Dickinson's solo stuff. Like, the yeah, the Tattooed Millionaire album is great. And then uh, the Skunk Work stuff that he did is really yeah. good. So uh, I'm excited to hear this. I forget this. the name, so the I'm name actually, of
1: the one with the, with the puppet busting out of the guy's chest. Like, the Accident of Birth is yes. a pretty killer yeah. album.
0: He's got good stuff, and he gets more adventurous on that yeah. stuff, too. So um, I'm, ex- I'm actually more excited about this than I would be for new Maiden material, personally. Nice. Some, so yeah, something I,
1: else to look forward to. And if you love Maiden, that's just more stuff to love. So, And I mentioned earlier
0: Def Leppard would come up in conversation. So let's talk about them a little bit. Uh, Joe Elliott says and their new album's called Diamond Star Halos, and he's saying it's a career-defining album. Hmm. Which, I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but, like, he really doubles down on this. Let me find the quote, because this quote, I was kind of like, what? I've been comparing the situation. Not the album, but I've been comparing the situation. Diamond Star Halos for Def Leppard, I think, is capable of being what Hotel California was for the Eagles or Rumors was for Fleetwood Mac. Mm. And he says, and I mean by that is what... and I, what I mean by that is, what came before was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. In fact, the Eagles' Greatest Hits, which was their previous album, is one of the biggest selling records of all time. It speaks for itself. And the Fleetwood Mac scenario, the Peter Green years, the Jeremy Spencer years, it was all brilliant stuff. But then they put out Rumors, and the Eagles put out Hotel California, and it was a quantum leap. I and he says, I believe this album is a quantum leap. It's not a rehash of Pyromania or Hysteria or any of the other any of our other albums. It's got all the flavors that Def Leppard have had in the past, but it's got some new explorations that we've never done that I think our audience are ready for in, in this journey. I don't know. So you telling me, I, like,
1: 2023, Def Leppard comes out with their greatest album ever. It's a big it's thing gonna to sell. Say. It's going to outsell Hysteria by a million units.
0: Well, he's... I mean in fairness he's not saying that it's going to sell yeah. that well. So um, what would
1: you consider Def Leppard's career defining album?
0: I you'd have to go with Hysteria. I mean that that's the album that that just blew up. Huge. So
1: that would mean that this album would have to be better better than Hysteria. For me, I mean yeah, I guess that's the the right answer, but for me I still think Pyromania.
0: Well Pyromania still had a little bit of they still still were holding on a little bit to the yeah. old stuff, so um, I think it, that's the most true record to what they were initially. So if
1: you guys are going to try to have a career defining album now, it better be better than Pyromania, and I'm betting it well, won't be.
0: It probably won't be. I mean, I do like the enthusiasm. I mean, but I mean, think, all artists feel this sure. way because it's the newest thing they've done. So
1: it's like Kiss saying over mo- and over again, "This is the new." Destroyer. Destroyer, yeah, yeah.
0: Or this is Destroyer crossed with creatures. of the But it's the funny night. to
1: hear Death Leopard, it's... you know, going, yeah, it's going to be like Hotel California. It's going to be like Rumors. It's the you know twentieth Death Leopard album, and it's coming out in twenty twenty three, and it's going to be a you know because those albums didn't just you know sell a lot of albums or have big hits. Those albums right. were cultural things, you know, that oh, were huge. massive. Yeah. I just don't see that for Def Leppard. Like the world stops for the new Def Leppard album.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, for what I've heard, so they've put two songs, have you heard the two songs they've put out so far? No, from this? Huh? Well, the first one was a song called kick and I liked it myself. And to me, it sounded, it I, it has the T-Rex sound to it, which they're giant T-Rex. Well, I mean, fans. that
1: makes sense. The album is called diamond star halo,
0: diamond star halos. Yeah. That comes from bang Gong. um, but I don't, but I mean, I heard T Rex in it. Of course, it's got modern production. And then, like, everyone shit on me for praising it on Facebook, saying, Oh, it sounds like a Mutt Lang Shania Twain leftover. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, Mutt Lang was into that stuff too. And Shania Twain had, I mean, it's a straight ahead rock song. But the, the newest single is called Take What You Want, I think is what it's called. <clears throat> and that one has a more early. Uh, Def Leppard feel, at least on the riff. Hmm. So I'm actually excited about this record. I think it could be really great. Um, I'm hoping that Vivian Campbell got a little bit more say in the songwriting process. I don't know if he did, but we'll see. Yeah, because
1: he's the guitarist, man. He's got to have the power to crank if it's going to be a career-defining Def Leppard album.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I I'm excited. I don't. It's not going to be Hotel California. Let's be real. But um, but I'm excited. I am. Excited I haven't been excited
1: one. for a Def Leppard album in a long, long time.
0: Well, I haven't either. I mean, even when like X and Songs from the Sparkle Lounge and um, yeah, and I remember the rest. There was one called just self-titled. I I never really got excited for any of those, but with what I've heard from the first two singles, I'm kind of mm. excited for this one.
1: Okay, well, should be interesting. It, it might be great. Def Leppard ends up on our top ten at the end of the year. We'll see.
0: Maybe, maybe. I'm not you ready to know. say that. You, just you just never know. know. They might. There's so many great hey, maybe young. Maybe he's bands. right.
1: Maybe he comes. Maybe Def Leppard comes out with an album that all us longtime fans are just like, hell yes, you know, this is what we've been waiting for all these years. I'd love to see it. I'm not holding my no, breath. probably though. not. But we'll see.
0: So, uh, so uh, it was confirmed by uh, Judas Priest bassist Ian Hill that uh, it looks like KK Downing is going to join them on their Hall of Fame and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction.
1: That's wild. I didn't think it was going to happen.
0: Yeah, and Rob Halford also confirmed it too. Yeah. So,
1: but they, I haven't,
0: and I really don't like talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's just a sham anyway. But yeah. I don't like the way they've inducted them on this. I mean, have you seen like how they made it, how they worded this?
1: It was like the people didn't vote them in, but we're just going to go ahead and put them in anyway, just because.
0: It's called the the award for musical excellence, but it was originally titled the Sidemen category when it debuted. And they huh. changed it to the award for musical excellence. So basically, they're not like a real inductee. What? But but they're like a, it's almost like a participation trophy for De- for uh, Judas Priest here. Well,
1: that doesn't make any sense. Then I'd rather them not be inducted this time around to have a chance at really being inducted the next time. If you get this, does that mean you don't get an actual induction later?
0: I I guess so. I don't. I mean, I personally I kind of hope they never got inducted, just because to continue to show how much of how much of a bunch of bullshit the Hall of Fame is. But they, I guess it's going to be Ian Hill, Rob Halford, Glenn Tipton, Scott Travis, KK Downing, Les Binks, and Dave Holland that are getting inducted. Okay. But I don't know, man. I I mean, if this gets KK back on stage with them, I'd like to see that. And I loved what I saw when I saw them live a few months ago. And Andy Sneep is a great guitar player. But like if you're, if Glenn's not going to be there and you got Richie, go ahead and just bring KK back. Yeah. You know, you might as well bring the guy back and just go ahead, sit in a room, work out all the drama bullshit, and get back on stage together.
1: Yeah, why not? We've said it before. You know, you're still alive. And if you can get along, because there's bands out there we'd love to see it happen that won't happen because of personal issues that you can't get past. I mean, that's understandable, too. But if you can get along and you can deliver it, you know Richie's good enough. He can just switch over to Glenn's parts, no problem. Yeah. And bring KK back. Why not?
0: That was fucking cool, though, when I saw him a few months ago that Glenn came out and did the encores with him. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, and Glenn's got to be able to have it together enough to perform a couple of songs at the Hall of Fame. So
0: Yeah, I think he'll be okay to do that. I mean, well, he'll they'll yeah. do two or three songs together. But it'd be cool to see Glenn and KK back on stage, even f- just for the Hall of Fame. I'm happy for them. I'm sure it means a lot to them. Uh, to me, I don't give a fuck about the Hall of Fame. But, no,
1: fuck anyway. the Hall of Fame. If you guys want to know about the Hall of Fame, go back in the Decibel Geek archives and listen to the two-parter our rock and roll hall of fame and you'll see that we inducted Judas Priest when you should have on their very first year of eligibility.
0: Yeah. I also inducted Killer Dwarf, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: <laughs> hey, they deserve it. Very underrated band.
1: That was those were such fun episodes to do.
0: And I I still say the real rock and roll hall of fame is your record collection.
1: That's right. Yeah
0: um loudness has a new album coming out did you hear about this
1: loudness is that they were from japan right yeah okay i knew of loudness i think from the metal magazines but i don't know that i really ever truly listen to loudness
0: oh i thought you liked them Mm -mm.
1: i think you might be thinking of easy o
0: oh loudness is better than easy o yeah
1: really because i kind of like easy o
0: loudness is great
1: um what about x japan because they're my favorite i like x japan too japanese bands in uh Sykema too yeah
0: well x japan's a little bit more on the pop rock side loudness is more of a metal band okay um, well, you
1: check that out then
0: yeah and like we had well rocket pod we had um michael viscera as a guest and he was the singer on if i'm co- correct the soldier of fortune record that's a great loudness record hmm. they try to kind of go more english because i mean he legit. wasn't
1: japanese
0: no he's american
1: so, do they have it's is it a how are they all Japanese? Is it a blend? Is it different times different they're things?
0: pretty much all Japanese like Akira Takasaki is the guitar player. he writes most of the songs okay and most of their stuff before Michael came in was Japanese, but um they tried to kind of Americanize the band for gotcha. that record and it was it's a great record but um but yeah, they're putting out a record called Sunburst on july twenty ninth on ear music and um, i'm excited to hear it Uh, i akira is an amazing guitar player one of the one of the most underrated players from the 80s so uh, i'm excited to hear this Uh, if you ever want to see loudness play live in america don't hold your breath because they tend to always announce shows and then always cancel because they have visa problems oh man
1: yeah maybe i'll start my journey with loudness with their brand new album
0: yeah, I think you would like them you definitely would like them a lot. I mean there's a there's Thunder in the East that came out in the mid 80s. There's lightning strikes that came out right after it. Um there's a lot of good stuff there but it's really good 80s metal. So um I'm I'm excited to hear what they put out on this new record for sure.
1: Right on. Well talking about guitar players, we talked about it a little bit on the last new noise we did when the news came out about the Joan Jett and Ted Nugent feud. Mm. So I was thinking about this because I was reading because High Times came out with an article. Remember High Times Magazine?
0: I was a subscriber for many years.
1: Nice. Yeah, they're still (laughs) around in internet form. And that is where the original quote about Ted Nugent shitting his pants to get out of Vietnam came from. And it's pretty interesting. So I've been looking at this, and the first thing I think is, how did this argument even start? So it was Ted Nugent looking at the Rolling Stone Magazine list of the top 100 guitarists of all time, which is about as valid as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you take that into account when you're doing this. But Ted Nugent looks at it and goes, What about the guy from Grand Funk? You know, what about the guy from this band? What about the guy from that band? And says, You know, if Joan Jett's on there and Mark Farner from Grand Funk isn't, there's something wrong with this list. Mm -hmm. So then Joan Jett takes it back as. Oh, wait, Ted's not on the list, so he's really talking about himself. That's why
0: he's pissed, yeah.
1: How can Joan Jett be on this list if I'm not?
0: The list is from, like, 2003, too.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, Ted, you're just now waking up to this story?
1: Ted hadn't come out with his best stuff by then, I guess. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I love my barbecue. How could we forget?
1: <laughs> but I think he makes a point, because, I mean, if if I'm in a band or I've got a project going on, and the producer or whatever comes to me and says, hey, you got this great song, it needs a ripping guitar solo on it. Now, you can choose. You don't have to deal with either one of them. We can just go in the other room and have them cut it. You don't have to deal with any one of them on a personal level. You just want one of them laying down that ripping guitar solo. Who are you going to choose? You got Joan Jett or Ted Nugent?
0: in who are you that context choose? In that would,
1: context, who are
0: you going to choose? Well, I would pick Nugent, of course, but... I I see both sides of this. I mean, I mean, I am mean, because I'm a guitar nerd. I mean, I'll take Paul Gilbert, Tom, Tony McAlpine. You know, and there's so many great guitar players that don't get acknowledged. For I mean, stuff. is
1: is Tracy Guns on that list? Oh, of course not. Invalid.
0: Well, it's a Rolling Stone list, isn't it?
1: Exactly.
0: Well, you have to look at the source. I mean, it's like, of course they're going to pick Joan Jett, but also at the same time, I'm a Ramones fan and I love Johnny Ramone he's not like the greatest technical guitar player ever he certainly couldn't play ripping solos but he's a great guitar player so it's like what's your definition of a great guitar player
1: yeah i don't know man i don't think there's any kind of guitar player list in any concept that i can think of in my mind where joan Jett is ranked higher than ted nugent
0: no in mine personally no I don't e- I don't think so either. At the same time, though, like, where does Ted get off giving her shit? I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's so subjective. Right. And I think, he, and like she said, he's pissed off because he wasn't included on the list. And yeah, it's biased. It's Rolling Stone. Of course, right. they're not going to put Ted Nugent on the list. So
1: really, that's what he should have said was, you know, without mentioning anybody's name that was on the list, just said, well, it's a Rolling Stone magazine yeah. list. So what do you expect, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I try to tune out what Ted says as much as I can. He, I mean, even in concert, he won't shut up between songs, but as a guitar player, he's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing about this article with High Times is when they're talking about Ted Nugent getting out of the draft, it was in a, 19, a 1977 interview with High mm-hmm. Times Magazine where that came up. Right, And High Times writer Glenn O'Brien was interviewing Ted Nugent, and he was just a young guy back then. And he asked him about the Vietnam War, and Ted said, I got my physical notice 30 days prior to being drafted. Well, on that day, I ceased cleansing my body. No more brushing my teeth, no more washing my hair, no baths, no soap, no water. 30, 30 days of debris build. Mm-hmm. I stopped shaving. I was like 18. I had a little stra- scraggly beard. I really looked like a hippie. I had long hair and started getting, and it started getting kinky and matted up. Then two weeks before, I stopped eating any food with nutritional value. I had chips, Pepsi, beer, stuff that I never touched, little jars of Polish sausages, and I drank the syrup. I was on this side of death. Then a week before... I stopped going to the bathroom. I did it in my pants. Burn, All right. Pissed the whole shit. My pants got crusted up. He also explained he was extremely anti-drug, but he snorted some crystal meth in order to avoid the draft, which is ironic considering his long stance against doing drugs.
0: Did crystal meth even exist back then?
1: I guess so. I didn't know Crystal that. methadrine, if that's the same thing as the crazy shit they do nowadays. But so then they go on to say, So, what really happened? You know, where does the story about this come from? And in an autobiography by Kenny Mills, the drummer that goes by the name of KJ Knight, he was a drummer for the uh, Amboy Dukes. Amboy Dukes, yeah. And he says, According to the military record and the fact checker, it was actually him that had done all that stuff and not Ted. And Ted told the story on the in the interview just to have a story to tell or something to hmm. seem like a hippie. So I guess maybe the buyers of High Times magazines might listen to Ted Nugent or something. I, yeah, I have no idea. But what it ends up being is Ted Nugent actually has a student deferment, which is they say the same thing, Dick Train. Dick Cheney, Mitt Romney, Donald Trump, Bill O'Reilly, Bill Clinton, they all use that as an excuse to get out of the Vietnam War. So the whole shit in his pants thing, which doesn't make any sense, because like, if you're going to pick up a story off of somebody and play it off as your own, not that.
0: <laughs> it doesn't make you look very good.
1: Not that story, you know. I don't understand the concept behind it, but according to High Times Magazine, who did the original interview and then followed up on it and did the research, it's all bullshit. (laughs) Oh, wow. Really weird, man. All coming from an argument over who should be higher ranked on the 2003 Top 100 Guitar Players in Rolling Stone. Oh, geez. (laughs) Pretty wild.
0: Well... I will say Rolling Stone, mission accomplished, because that's why they put these lists out, because they know it's going to piss people off and sure. get headlines and get clicks. That's why they do them.
1: Well, when you've got the edge from U2 on your list, but you don't have Tracy Guns, I, yeah, no.
0: Oh, come on. It takes a lot of talent to go buck a 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 buck a
1: yeah, okay. You sound like you're trying to get a job writing for the Rolling Stone.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, just turn your delay pedal on and go, dig, 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 dig. And so I you're, even you're, like it. your
1: your job interview for Rolling Stone, like, who's the greatest guitar player of all time? You're like, uh, you know, Bob Dylan. And they're like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, I even like some U2, but come on. The Edge.
1: <laughs> I've never even heard of L.A. Guns. You're good. Yeah. I think you're going to fit in around here.
0: Yeah, they're looking at the sheet. Who's Law Guns? Uh-huh.
1: Oh, you mean Kenny Lawguns? Oh, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> we love that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Speaking of which, I want to ask you again. Have you watched Yacht Rock yet?
0: No, I have not. I, I demand
1: that you immediately after the recording of this go watch that because now at this point we're all waiting for your report.
0: So it's on YouTube?
1: It's on YouTube, Okay. Yacht, Yacht. Rock. You got, Yacht you're going to laugh so hard, I swear. You're going to love it.
0: I need to watch it.
1: And then on one of the next episodes that we do of new noise, we'll expect a report. Cause I've been was, waiting on this. Cause I know you're going to go nuts over it.
0: I was busy listening to Ambrosia. I haven't had time to, uh, to watch it.
1: They appear on there. I believe. I'm believe. i sure
0: they do. <laughs> <laughs> and Atlanta ry- rhythm section. Yeah. All um, that heavy stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Michael McDonald. Uh, <laughs> all right. So a couple more, uh, did you hear the Spinal Tap news that came out this week?
1: I heard that they were going to make a new Spinal Tap movie.
0: There's a sequel to Spinal Tap coming out. And, but I uh, can't
1: understand how they're going to do it.
0: I'll tell you. Um, so Rob Reiner announced that they're going to do this, and Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer were all going to come back as Nigel Tufnell, David St. Hubbins, and Derek Smalls.
1: But all the drummers are dead.
0: Well, yeah, they'll just get a new one.
1: <laughs> I think another one just died not too long ago.
0: Yeah, Mick Shrimpton passed away like yeah. a week ago. Um, but uh, they, I usually don't like the idea of sequels for to stuff like this, but this one actually sounds pretty interesting. So... As for what they're going to do, Rob Reiner said they've played Albert Hall, played Wembley Stadium, all over the country and in Europe. They haven't spent any any time together recently. The idea was that Ian Faith, who was their manager, he passed away, which the actor Tony Hendra did pass away like last year. Okay. Um, Ian's widow inherited a contract that said Spinal Tap owed them one more concert. She was basically basically going to sue them if they didn't. All these years and a lot of bad blood will get into, and they're thrown back together and forced to deal with each other and play this concert.
1: Oh, wow. That actually sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I actually like the idea of it. Um, In my opinion, they just need to look at what Kiss is doing and get ideas for the movie. Right. Yeah. And You know, know those
1: guys, you know, outside of being actors, they're all comedic geniuses. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be funny.
0: So, I'm hoping to see um, sound check footage of Derek Smalls wearing a bathrobe. Wearing
1: a robe? <laughs> <laughs> they totally should use that. That's awesome. So,
0: yeah, I'll watch I'll watch that for sure. I'll go to the theater to watch that one.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's good, man. That's like when uh, they did the, the return of Bill and Ted. You know, I got excited for that and I wasn't let down by it. So,. When they're done right and they pick the right things to do, it's awesome, like I said, if they do it right. Yeah. Now I'm ready for that uh, that re-upping of Trick or Treat. Are
0: they redoing that?
1: They should, I think.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying they would. Modernize it. Bring Skippy back.
1: The return of Sammy Kerr from Beyond the Grave.
0: From Beyond the Grave, yeah, the zombie Sammy Kerr.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Um... So last story that I've got for today. Um, have you been following this TV show, No Cover, that's on YouTube?
1: No, I don't know anything about that.
0: So this got announced like a, well, a little over, actually, probably close to two years ago. So Hit Parader, you know, is now a thing again. Yeah. But it's not. they're not putting out magazines, but they're like a multimedia company. And um, one of the things they announced with this talent show called No Cover, and the idea behind the show is... Get celebrity judges to assess original material by artists.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, they initially... this is, I've, I've got some praise, and I've got a gripe about this. So I've been watching it. It's on YouTube for free. Uh, they're up to, like, five episodes now, and you can watch all of them for free. Okay. Um, Sumerian Records is who is run by Ash Avildsen, who also owns Hit Parader now. That's who's putting it out. Um, but, so... For Praise, I like the the panel of judges they got. I'm not exactly a fan of all of them, but it's a good panel. So it's Tosin Abasi, who is an amazing guitar player. He's he, They called him Guitar Player of the Decade by Guitar World. He's in the, he's like, he can do shredding, he can do fusion. If you're a guitar nerd, you, you know who Tosin is. You've also got Gavin Rosdale from Bush. I'm not a big fan of Bush, but you got to have a guy from the 90s in there. Okay. You've also got Lizzie Hale as one of the judges. That's
1: cool. Hey, their new album is pretty damn good.
0: It's really good, I picked it up. I I I... got
1: the CD brand new. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's I brought it home, listened to it. I've been jamming it in the car, man. I really like this one a lot.
0: Yeah, hats off to them for that, because I've actually liked that one a lot. I've been listening to that a lot lately. And then um, the the main judge, the biggest judge is Alice Cooper. Oh, sweet so and then also they've got some cool uh hosts and one of the hosts is matt penfield who we had at rock and pod
1: awesome well that makes sense because he's one of the holders i guess in the hit parader revamp
0: yeah i think he's part of the whole production but uh so but the idea behind the show i love because it's like let's assess original material because all these talent shows like the voice and american idol it's it's all these people that are doing other people's material yeah that's right. I was like, "Let me hear you do a, a cover of somebody else." These are people doing their own material. I love that concept. I Like that too. It's enjoyable to watch. The only issue, and like, and I'm trying to cut them some slack because when they recorded this, the pan, the, the basically the shutdown took place right as they were getting rolling on this. So a lot of this stuff was recorded during the the, the lockdown, um, and a lot of it, basically, most of the talent they got for this season they're running now is California-based talent because you can't bring in people from other states because
1: of... When there's a pandemic you, going on. Yeah, because yeah. of a okay. pandemic going on.
0: My big gripe with it, though, is they initially promoted this as being hard rock and metal-related artists. Yeah? It's not that. No? No. I mean, there are some on there. So you got there's Alice Cooper
1: trying to judge like a pop band?
0: Well, there, yeah, it's like there's every now and then these there's left field like hipster bands or solo female singers and it's just like kind of like why are these people here?
1: So does Alice Cooper tell them they suck and make them get out of there?
0: Well no, no. he's not a dick
1: <laughs> but uh Listen here you black lips wannabes hit the road
0: Yeah but I mean it's so like I haven't really been super impressed by a lot of the artists there's a few that are actually really good there's like one band they had on the first episode I think they're called Native Howl, and they like mix metal and bluegrass, which is odd, huh. but it, they're actually really entertaining. But it's like I'm still waiting for one straight ahead rock band to be part of this show, and so far there hasn't been. Well, maybe so, as it
1: opens up and they're able to get you know artists or talent from different parts of the world, maybe it'll kind of veer back. Maybe they were just stuck with what they had.
0: Yeah, based I on think where that they might be part where they of were it. Were
1: pinned down and who could come out and who would come out
0: and that might be part of it so i'm trying to cut them some slack because overall it's a very entertaining show and um you should watch it on youtube i think you'll enjoy it it's it, it's it, it's fun to watch and it's cool to hear people do original stuff and then see these the judges give their feedback on it so and they do a cool thing where the judges will pick one winner to go on to the next round and then but they also have a thing called the mercy council where they get three people that are involved in the music industry to basically decide one of these artists they will save to push through to another bracket. So it's kind of like bracket brawl.
1: <laughs> but, it's um, like bracket brawl mixed with smash or trash.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah. actually it is. They should um, have
1: us on it, there as judges.
0: Yeah, Let's I go to the Mercy uh, Room. Cooper and us.
1: The Decibel Geek guys, what do you say? Smash or trash?
0: Right. Right. But it's, it's it's pretty entertaining. So uh, you know, I think you should check it. I want to. I'd like to hear your thoughts on on the show. Okay. If well, you I'll check make it you it a out.
1: deal. I'll watch that if you watch Yacht Rock.
0: Okay, I will watch Yacht Rock. And then we'll if come
1: Yacht back watches. next time and we'll give our reports.
0: Okay. The good. We're both on a side.
1: All right. Cool. Good deal. I like that. <laughs> That's all I got for uh, new noise. All right. Week. There you have it: the good, bad, the ugly, and the ridiculous. This has been Decibel Geek New Noise.
0: Thanks.
2: weather repel premium windshield wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain sleet, snow and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine it keeps you seeing safely all year long pick up some at walmart today see safely on the road when you apply a little splash it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football